This is episode 114, The Power of Hope. Hi, this is Jocelyn with Striving to be Spiritual, a podcast for moms wanting to strengthen their spirituality. We use the teachings of Jesus Christ and the apostles to come closer to God and ultimately fulfill our divine calling of mothering and raising His children. Hello, how is everybody doing? Did you enjoy the interview I did last week? Are you interested in being interviewed? Like I mentioned in the last podcast episode, it's easy to be interviewed if you are a mom that has some spiritual insight that you would like to share, or even if you're not a mom and have some spiritual insight that you would like to share, please reach out to me at strivingtobespiritual at gmail and we can see if it would be a good match for you to be on the podcast. Anyways, I think that would be fun. I really enjoyed my interview with Shelly. She really has inspired me to learn more, to study more, and to become a better person. I even decided to write down one of my prayers to Heavenly Father, and it ended up being a five-page journal entry of a prayer. (laughs) Anyways, but it was something I needed to express and get out and tell my Heavenly Father, and that was a great way to do that. I am appreciative of her reminding me of writing down prayers. I feel like it's been so long since I told a story, and I'm so sorry because I love that part of the podcast. I think it's fun for me to get better at storytelling, and it also makes it a little more captivating and interesting to start the podcast that way with a story, and today we're going to get back into it. (laughs) We'll see if I can brush off some of my storytelling skills and see if they're still decent. Her husband had been drafted into the war. She was left alone with the four small children to take care of. They had stayed in Czechoslovakia, but war was drawing nearer and nearer. There was almost constant hunger, anxiety, stress, pain and worry, and all these plagued her as she strived to care for her children and to do what was best for them. As the danger grew greater and greater and winter was approaching, she knew she had to flee. She decided to flee west to Germany, where her parents were at, to hopefully find some safety. She didn't know how she was going to manage this feat alone, but she knew that if they stayed, things were not going to turn out well. She had to act and she had to do something. She tightly bundled up each of her four children, lovingly staring into their eyes and telling them how much she loved them as they prepared to board one of the very last refugee trains heading west. There was slight relief as they made it on the train, but not much, for often the travel was dangerous. There were explosions There were stressed faces of everyone around them. Even she found herself gripping white-knuckled to the seat of the train. There was also the ever-present hunger and the nagging of hungry children that she couldn't do much about often throughout the journey. One evening, the train stopped for supplies, and she knew she had to find some food for her four hungry children. She told them to stay put and she left the train to go gather some supplies, some food for them to eat, to fill their sweet, hungry bellies. She was not able to scrounge up what she thought was enough, but it was something that could get them by. As she returned to the station, to her great horror, the train was gone. 
her children were gone. Panic immediately flooded her heart, her chest, and her whole body. Where had they gone? She was weighed down with worry. Desperate prayers filled her heart. She frantically searched the large and dark train station, urgently crisscrossing the numerous tracks while hoping against hope that the train had not already departed. Though she was very nervous and very scared, her faith overcame her fear. Her hope overcame her despair. She was not a woman who would sit and bemoan tragedy. She moved. She put her faith and her hope into action. And so she ran from track to track and from train to train until she finally found the train. It had been moved to a remote area of the station. There at last she found her children again. This story is actually from Elder Ukdor from a talk that he gave, I believe it was in 2008, called The Infinite Power of Hope. And I embellished the story a little bit more than he did, but I also took a few quotes from the story that probably described how his mother felt during this time. But that is a true story that he as a child can remember going through. At the time of this recording, we are still in the midst of the coronavirus outbreak in the United States. And in my state, they just even quarantined us for two more weeks. It's already been three weeks, so by the time this is done, unless they do it further, it will have been five weeks. And it's kind of a scary time of uncertainty and fear and worry and anxiety kind of lack of hope in a sense. Things can seem despairing and desperate as I have felt during this outbreak. I know I talked about hope a little bit with the conference talk, but I felt to talk about it again. I feel like we need hope during this time. We need to remember that we can have things to hope for. Elder Uchtdorf says, hope is one leg of a three-legged stool together with faith and charity. These three stabilize our lives regardless of the rough or uneven surfaces we may encounter at the time. The scriptures are clear and certain about the importance of hope. The Apostle Paul taught that the scriptures were written to the end that we might have hope. Hope has the power to fill our lives with happiness. Its absence when this desire of our heart is delayed, can make the heart sick. Hope is a gift of the Spirit. It is a hope that through the atonement of Jesus Christ and the power of His resurrection, we shall be raised unto life eternal, and this because of our faith in the Savior. Hope in our Heavenly Father's merciful plan of happiness leads to peace, mercy, rejoicing, and gladness. The hope of salvation is like a protective helmet. It is the foundation of our faith and an anchor to our souls. Maybe things have changed so much in your home that you have been feeling despair. You're not used to having your children around. Maybe you're out of work or your husband is out of work and you're not used to being home. You're not used to that. It can be so easy to feel despair when our normal changes, and especially when it changes so abruptly and drastically and almost for kind of a scary reason. 
The adversary uses this despair to bind hearts and minds in suffocating in darkness. Despair drains us from all that is vibrant and joyful and leaves behind the empty remains of what life was meant to be. Despair kills ambition, advances sickness, pollutes the soul, and deadens the heart. Despair can seem like a staircase that leads only forever downward. Did you ever get in this despair bubble where it was hard to climb out of? Hope, on the other hand, is like the beam of sunlight rising up and above the horizon of our present circumstances. It pierces the darkness with a brilliant dawn. It encourages and inspires us to place our trust in the loving care of an eternal Heavenly Father who has a prepared a way for those who seek for eternal truth in a world of relativism, confusion, and fear. And part of that also was from Elder Uchtdorf. Hope is bright. It's sunshine. It gives us a reason to get out of the darkness. But sometimes we get so used to that darkness that it's comfortable. It's almost uncomfortable to see the light, almost as if we have to shield our eyes from it for a second. But that hope can dispel the despair and the darkness that seems ever-present. What is hope? He says, for example, a toddler may hope for a toy phone. An adolescent may hope for a phone call from a special friend. And an adult may simply hope that the phone will stop ringing altogether. (laughs) He goes on to say, Hope is not knowledge, but rather the abiding trust that the Lord will fulfill his promise to us. It is confidence that if we live according to God's laws and the words of his prophets now, we will receive desired blessings in the future. It is believing and expecting that our prayers will be answered. It is manifest in confidence, optimism, enthusiasm, and patient perseverance. I struggle a little with the patient perseverance. (laughs) No matter how bleak the chapter of our lives may look today, because of the life and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, we can hope and be assured that the ending of the book of our lives will exceed our grandest expectations. The scripture says, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for him that love them. The things we hope in sustain us during our daily walk. They uphold us through trial, temptations, and sorrow. Everyone has experienced discouragement and difficulty. Indeed, there are times when the darkness may seem unbearable. It is in these times that the divine principles of the restored gospel we hope in can uphold us and carry us till we once again walk in the light. How do we cultivate the hope when it feels impossible to climb the stairs out of this darkness? He says, we learn to cultivate hope the same way we learn to walk, one step at a time. As we study the scriptures, speak with our Heavenly Father daily, commit to keep the commandments of God, like the word of wisdom, and to pay a full tithing, we obtain hope. There might be times when we have to make a courageous decision to hope 
even when everything around us contradicts hope. I know there have been times during this virus thing that I have felt the whole contradicting of hope. It didn't seem possible at times to have that hope that things were going to be okay. But that's when we need to hold on to this hope the most. I want to end with what he said. I well remember the days in my childhood encompassed by the horrors and despair of a world war, the lack of educational opportunities, life-threatening health issues during youth, and the challenging and discouraging economic experiences as a refugee. The example of our mother, even in the worst of times, to move forward and put faith and hope into action, not just worrying or wishful thinking, sustained our family and me and gave confidence that present circumstances would give way to future blessings. How is this outbreak, this pandemic, this darkness going to bless our lives? How are we going to strive to have the faith despite what's going on? Hope sustains us through despair. Hope teaches that there is reason to rejoice even when all seems dark around us. Don't surrender to the darkness. Don't allow the despair to overcome your spirit. Embrace and rely upon the hope of Israel. For the love of the Son of God pierces all darkness, softens all sorrow, and gladdens every heart. The point of light for your life from this podcast episode is to find somewhere to look for hope. Strive to climb out of the darkness and the despair. We can do this. We can do this with the help of our Savior. Turn to Him. Thank you for joining me on my Striving to be Spiritual journey. I hope it's helping you in your own Striving to be Spiritual journey. Thank you for sharing and commenting and rating my episode on iTunes. I really appreciate it. It helps more people find this episode as you do that. Thanks for listening. Until next time. This has been another episode of the Striving to be Spiritual podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and tell your friends. I hope you have a great day. Until next time.